Hello. It is risk-free, same-game parlay, Thursday Night Football Thursday, October 21st, 2021 years after zero. Big show today. Ian Rappaport comes by and chit-chats and breaks some news. Carissa Thompson, host of the Calm Down podcast with Aaron Andrews and on Fox NFL kickoff on Sunday, stops by for a great conversation. The boys are on fire. AJ Hawk's here for a bit. I mean, let's have a day and tonight. If you are in a state that has FanDuel Sportsbook, I'm looking at you, Connecticut. Welcome to the party. You need to get on our same game parlay because tonight, although there's a lot of questions and who's going to play and how's going to play and all that shit, our same game parlay is going to hit. It's risk-free, and uh, let's celebrate that. Let's get to these conversations, shall we? It is risk-free, same game parlay, Thursday night football, Thursday, and this show begins right now, yeah! It's October 21st, and uh, today's a day that we will talk about for years and years because today will be the first day that, against all the odds, we will hit a risk free same game parlay against FanDuel on FanDuel Sportsbook as a team of thousands. And thousands! And we're going to rake in millions. And millions! People are going to talk about this forever. We're going to talk about this next week as the same game parlay gets just as hot as the Super Boost, which is hit three in a row. And now tonight's Thursday night football game is not an easy one to predict on what the fuck's going to happen because, to be honest, we don't know who the fuck's going to play. Mm-hmm. Broncos getting one point going into Cleveland. It was three and a half. It was two and a half. It was two. Now it's one. Baker Mayfield not starting, but he's not going on IR. He's going to get surgery after the season. He's going to have to battle the the pain threshold of having a torn labrum in his arm. So Case Keenum starting. I don't know what that means. I don't know if Baker's going to feel better next week with a torn labrum. I don't think it just gets better. Like that's something that is... Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. it's torn, torn, painful. <laughs> it's very painful. It's yeah. going to be very painful. This isn't just going to like, hey, you need to put some ice on it. It's going to grow back together. That's a, it's going to hurt tonight. It's going to hurt next week. So what does that mean? Maybe just with the short week, they're letting Baker get over what happened to him on Sunday when that thing got separated again. Hopefully he's healthy in the long run. Everybody knows he wants to play. But tonight we got a bank on Case Keenum. Uh, what do we know with Case Keenum? We know that he has been great before. We know that Case Keenum. With Kevin Stefanski, who's now the head coach and play caller for the Cleveland Browns, when they were together at Minnesota, he did some great things, earned a contract actually somewhere else. So maybe tonight with Jarvis Landry probably coming off of IR. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if he's probably coming off IR, expect him to play tonight. So everybody's thinking he should, he might, who knows. The mixed reports are coming out about Jarvis coming out of IR and playing tonight with Case Keenum. It's a Thursday night. Would you want to bring him back in a, in a short week as opposed to getting another 10 days at coming off of IR? Who knows? Odell Beckham Jr., maybe he's playing. He hasn't practiced, I guess. So it is very difficult to predict what the fuck's going to happen tonight, but we did it. Hell right. yeah. The council in this office that included at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, the toxic table, and more importantly, the council that included a man who is on a heater when it comes to same game parlays, host of Hammer, Don, the COVID cowboy at Tone Diggs. Tone, you might have threaded the needle in the, uh, tonight, pal. Well, we, there was a lot of give and take. There was a lot of conversation on what we need to bet on, what we don't need to bet on. I think our same game parlay tonight. Is a guarantee. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. At Tone Diggs, your thoughts, pal. You were deep in the sports book trying to find the bets and the props that we could add into the same game parlay to get it above 
the agreed to odds that it had to be and below the agreed to odds that it had to be certain amount of bets this is what we in FanDuel have decided upon with this risk free same game parlay that has seen 44,000 on one of them damn last week 30 9,800, 38,800. Tonight, we don't know much about the game, but we do know some bets. And Tone was digging in there deep for us. Tone, your thoughts on tonight's game and inevitably the same game parlay when it officially gets dropped onto FanDuel Sports. Tonight's game was the hardest same game parlay of all time to predict. We had around 600 possible variations of the same game parlay that we were going to do. I mean, a lot we, of conversation. We, uh-huh. we looked hard. We looked at how each defense and offenses were against running backs, tight ends, what? wide receivers, right. how they were against the run game, the pass right. game, right. how right. these quarterbacks fare on the road, at home, right. in weather. Right. Right. We looked at everything, and we came up with what we thought was the best opportunity to win the same game parlay tonight and potentially bankrupt FanDuel, and I, th- I think we did a good job. Now, to be clear, $1 billion – was made in New Jersey in one month or was gambled in one month Trace. in New Jersey. Okay, so we're not going to bankrupt FanDuel tonight. Try. No, okay, no, but no. we're going we're going guess what we're doing. Tonight finally we break ground. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tonight we finally break ground on our mission to do what you just said to FanDuel. Tonight it is the ribbon cutting ceremony for the risk free same game parlay. It it hit last week. Yep. It, it did. hit. Mm-hmm. It did. And then and then Tom said beep beep What's that guy's deal? Well, he's not a mathematist because the number we needed that he decided to drop the old subtraction in front of a minus one, minus one, gets us underneath there. That was supposed to be a celebration. Everybody from here to Ontario, California was going to be celebrating in all the side of the East Coast, obviously. I have that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because this just covers all. We yeah. people on that side, too. Statue of Liberty. We are looking for everybody to celebrate. Right. Tonight's the night. This uh, Broncos-Browns game, to be honest, no, no, we don't have a fucking eye no, idea of luck. what's going to happen. But joining us now is a man who might know. What? A guy who's actually uh, boots on the ground in the state in which the game will be taking place. Oh, wow. A college football national champion, a oh. Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, joining us earlier than ever, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? Oh, I saw you post this. I on it. Hey, I looked at that picture. I was like, "Why does he have this?" And I saw the hands like twenty-five seconds later. Yeah. After I first saw it. Yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out. Whoa. I was trying to figure out whether or not I, I draw the attention to the hands with the post, or I just kind of let it sit there and let everybody see it. Those are just what. That's just one slide in, right, of your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose whose geriatric hands did you find for that, or who made that? I should say. Now things are getting sent to our office now, and there's been a couple things that have been sent to our office that made me actually tell everybody, hey, we got to change the way we speak around here because some of the shit that's showing up should not be showing up at the office. Okay, we do not need AJ like dildos Hall. or what. Well, 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 it was it was towards you. Yeah. You're yeah. warm. I mean, for it, sure. was, it was it was slanderous against you mostly. So this That's okay. Th- th- no, it's not. All right. No, it's not. I don't want. I don't appreciate. This was like one of six things that got yeah. that yeah. showed up, yeah. and it was oh, okay. it was very disparaging <laughs> towards you. The most PG in, of all. In all, uh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know, it's a nice gift. People seem to love you and understand that you have, you know, very fucked up fingers. And Mm -hmm. that is just kind of how it's got to go. Tonight, AJ, 
Broncos, Browns, we over here were literally talking for the last couple hours about how this thing is going to go. The line moved while we're in the middle of this conversation. This Thursday night football game, I don't think any of us have a clue what the hell is going to happen, unless you do. Do you understand and think what you got a good handle on what's going to happen tonight? I mean, Do you think anybody, do you think even the coaches have any idea what's going to happen tonight? We don't know who's in, who's out yet. We don't know what Case Keenum will be like. OBJ, I, like, do we have any kind of idea on what OBJ's status is? No, he might play. And then read, look at this tweet regarding Jarvis Landry about tonight's game. Uh, James Palmer TV is reporting. Ooh. For the Browns wide receiver, Jarvis Landry should probably be activated off IR today per sources. If that officially happens, expect him to play. For OBJ, he has a significant shoulder injury. I'm told it's an uphill battle to go tonight, but don't rule him out completely just yet. What was that? What was that? That was that was that was a lot of that was excitement. Then a donner. Then a little excitement at the end. There, James Palmer took me on a fucking ride in 280 characters right there. AJ Hawk. Yeah, James James Palmer's a he's a poet. I mean, it's basically like saying, hey, you know, the Broncos might win tonight, but hey, they could also lose. Mm. I think Roger Goodell might have crafted that tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Just to keep it like I don't know. Does. Yeah, it, was beautifully, it was beautifully. Do people beautiful. care about this? No, yeah. but it was beautifully stated, but it said nothing. And that's what Roger Goodell, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? This is like a, this is a high, high, high-ranking politician, Roger Goodell. Not that stooge from the MLB. What's his name? Manfred. Bob Manfred. Not Bob Manfred. <laughs> this is an elite speaker tweet here. Said a lot. Said a lot. But at the end of the day... Had a couple probably's in there, expected to, yeah. kind of a way to get maybe, who knows, we'll see how it goes. So everything is up in literal question. Like, is Jarvis going to play? We don't know. Chubb Hunt, they're both out. Yep, is yeah, OBJ going to play? We don't know. Is Case Keenum going to play? Yes, we've been told. But now we're also being told that Baker Mayfield not getting surgery till, uh after this season. So what's the pain difference of playing on a Thursday versus next Sunday? It's not like that thing's going to heal. I guess the inflammation's going to go down, but that thing's going to go up immediately upon getting one hit in the first play of any game. I don't really understand anything happening in Cleveland right now, AJ. I mean, it does seem like they're at, uh, they're at a weird spot in their season where things could go one way or the other. It doesn't look like they have a great chance to improve. I mean, when your starting quarterback has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, yeah. I guess it's just how much pain he can tolerate and how he can manage that throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, you're right. It's not going to heal, but maybe the swelling a little bit goes down and he feels 20% better next game. Yeah, well, that's but it's, that swelling is going to go right back up immediately upon one, which yep. is inevitable, right? Like that's Yeah, and he moves around the pocket. You know, he likes to, to buy time. Like He's going to have to – I'm sure he's already been adjusting how he plays, but now he's really going to have to worry about getting hit. And there's no rain tonight in Cleveland. There was uh, predicted rain, and then now allegedly there's no rain coming off there's the lake. There's rain till about 6, 6.30, and then it clears up, and it's just going to be a little windy, like 18 miles an hour. Always oh. breezy in Cleveland coming off that lake, but with uh, the wind always comes uh, questionable weather patterns as well. Mm-hmm. Right? That's oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that, if it's windy, that means it could rain. It's predicted not. We don't know what the uh, – I don't know what the meteorologist's track record is over there in Cleveland. I would assume it's not easy with the big weather show now. Like no, we really like to oh, yeah. hey, this the is, when you're- You have no idea, AJ. The, the council this morning trying to figure out this same game parlay. We got because you you open your weather app on your phone and you just see the um, 
the little squiggly lines next to the city you're in in the time. That means, hey, it's going to be windy oh. as shit. Yep. Okay, it is going to mm-hmm. be wildly windy. With the wind, we don't know what's going to come. Maybe a little bit of a mist, a rain, maybe. But they're saying rain stopping at 630. Look for the ball to potentially be able to fly out of Case Keenum's hand. Look for maybe Teddy Bridgewater to be able to connect with Cortland and uh, Tim Patrick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's Good a couple players. ball players over there that have averaged a lot of yards these last couple weeks. And, you know, how's Melvin going to do in the backfield? How, Vaughn Miller says he's going to kill somebody. All right. He said, I don't know who's playing tackle. Nobody does. There's another thing. We just talked about the weapons and everything like that. Uh, offensive line for the Cleveland, nobody knows who's yeah. playing yeah. either. I mean, it is massive question marks everywhere in, in, in the land or whatever. But Case Keenum said, I tried to text Vaughn Miller to ask him what was that about. He's going to kill somebody. He must change his number. <laughs> <laughs> must change his number, he said. Case Keenum on Vaughn Miller's kill the tackle comment. I think he changed his number. I tried to text him tonight. A lot of storylines, potentially, if both these teams were humming. But now it's just big question marks, AJ. When do they turn in the final uh, report of who is up and who is down? Is that 90 minutes before or two yeah. hours? I was about to say, I think it is an hour and a half. I think it's an yeah. actual time. Uh-huh. Connor, your thoughts on tonight? Well, you know, Jimmy Palmer did craft that tweet you know, wonderfully. But he does say in there, Pat, do not rule him out completely. So that means you can rule him out about 75%. Oh. So I personally believe Jarvis will go. Odell will sit down. And then we'll see what happens with, you know, old Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton out of the backfield for the Brownies. Uh, hell on a Sell is starting right now. Oh, yeah. Hell in a Cell is starting right now in Riyadh. Uh, Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right now. It's, it's, it's just lowered the cage. Yeah, yeah they lowered the cage. The lights are going. Seth looks Holy pissed. shit. Seth Rollins is furious. He's in a cage in Saudi Arabia staring down a man who called him Edge Light just a couple weeks ago. Ooh. That's going on right now. Yeah. How long are they there? The game's going to be like. uh, we, got, we got SmackDown tomorrow night. So... I'm not sure, man. I have no idea. Wait, oh, so they're, some of them are coming back for SmackDown? Uh, some. What are you talking about? Them? Yeah. Basically. New rosters, dude. New rosters on SmackDown from the draft a couple weeks ago. Everybody's going to be there. Wake oh, up, dude. Turnaround. Wow. Nah, believe me. I can't wait to see Cole tomorrow. Dude. Oh, man. Oh, How you doing, knows? dude? I'm fucking <laughs> low energy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on, bro. Wakey, wakey, bro. Start speaking a little about magic out there. It should be a pretty good uh, run today. Is there a possibility? You know, they might be a few guys short. Who knows how the travel goes and maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> You maybe Not- have to get back in the ring at some point. Oh, don't you give me that. I'm just saying it might happen. No, the body isn't ready. I'm used to talking. I thought maybe they were going to call in maybe A.J. Hawk to come commentate. Oh, oh. well, it's in Kansas, correct? Wichita. Oh, Wichita. Go stay at Jordy's house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, oh, or go stay at Jordy's house. Bring Jordy into the ring, perhaps. Oh, oh with softball bat? Yeah. Oh. He'll ride, maybe he'll ride one of his cows in. See, that's what we're doing tonight. We're riding our cash cow. That's that guy. We're riding cash cow right in cash town on this uh, on this same game parlay night. Milk that car. Milk that car. Milk that car. Milk that car. Diggs loves being milked. Cash cow. Huh? Yeah. Diggs loves being milked. He told me that years ago. Well, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. That's a conversation for you two to be had. But it does seem like there's a lot of pressure on tone today because of how hot his same game parlays have been in the NBA for him to help us out. But that's really the – the, everybody's leading off with basketball. and ba- By the way, 25th time, just got this stat from uh, Tony Stats right before we went live. 25th time in the history of existence that all major sports have some sort of game today. So MLB's playing uh, playoff baseball. That's so much fun. Hey, oh, man. saw Justin Turner pull his hammy last night, 36-year-old on, on his way to first base. Saw it live. 
T's and P's of the hand meatball. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Hey, good baseball being played around here. Red Sox got just dog walked. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Don't let us win Friday, though. Don't you? Was that in Houston or Boston? I saw the score. That was in Boston. They got to go back to Houston. Win that. So they can't claim cheating at home for the Astros anymore. Well, I mean, you still can. It looked like they greased the balls a little bit, so they could (laughs) see what type of pitch was coming. Every every single one of the balls, because don't they change out those balls like every single pitch? Yeah. Well, so what? Four hundred. Well, what the catcher does is he throws a little dirt on it. You can see it a little easier when it's spinning one way or the other, Uh, and all of a sudden they're hitting home runs. I don't know. That's just what they're saying. They're pitching leaking like a faucet when it's fifty-five degrees out. Bubba Gumpino lost a lot of money on. I believe. On the Red Sox and a lot of joy out of his life whenever they got their asses beat by Houston. But baseball is happening again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey's happening again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to hockey. Shout out, shout to, hockey. Shout out to that's hockey talk last night. It was a lot of fun with shout old Rupper, Gumpy, and uh, Nick telling stories. Learned that uh, Chara, who's the big stud that used to be on the Bruins, he's a legend for the Islanders, though. Whoa. And uh, I believe he's on the cap. No. He was on the cap. He was on the Capitals last year. He's a big, tall, six foot nine guy. I guess he would actually, in hockey, I learned this on that's hockey talk last night from Rupper. Who's maybe one of my new favorite people? Oh, yeah. Weapon. This guy's oh, a fucking yeah. maniac. He's a, yeah. he's a beaut. He is, he is he's a beaut. A beaut. Absolute beaut. He said that Chara would bend over like before the uh, face off because Rupp was also a, a bit of a, um, a grunt out there. You know, like, hey, a goon, he's going to go get in the fight. And Chara would ask him, Will you do me the honor of fighting me or something like that? And, and like, like, and Rupp's like, nah, we got to do it. third period, man. Can't. Like he's negotiating. He said, "Well, Chara, they end up going up three nothing, and Chara is standing at the other end." And I guess he's like, "Rupper, like, we got to do this." So Rupp had to go walk into a fight with a guy who's never lost, basically, who's six foot nine, and Rupp was six foot five, I guess. I guess he is six. Big <laughs> he might be. I don't he know. might be smaller <laughs> by now. Be. I'm not 100 sure. But normally, when he would fight, he was bigger than everybody. He fights yeah. a guy who's six foot nine. He throws a right, hits him in the fucking elbow. So that's <laughs> how far is that away from the head? You got no shot there. And then Chara thanked him afterwards. And then Chara got a standing O, kind of skated off. What a legend Chara and Rupp is. Obviously, hockey's happening. AJ, hockey. hell yeah, hockey's. Yes, happening. I've seen a little bit of hockey actually live. Now Chara, I wasn't aware of. He's on the Islanders now. Obviously, I know who he is. I've watched him play. He's such an intimidating figure. Is Rupper really 6'5"? Yeah, well, that's how he described it in the store. I don't know if that's with skates or not. 6'7 not... with skates. 6'8". Yeah, Chara is 6'11 okay. with skates, I yeah. believe. You're talking about Titans clashing on the ice. Yeah. And one of them just like, will you do me the honor of fighting me? Please. Please. <laughs> I have to. I got to see here. That's way more scary than a guy that is like <laughs> talking trash and he's yelling <laughs> and he's grunting at you. Like that's much scarier what Chara's doing. So hockey's happening. Shout out to That's Hockey Talk, by the way. You guys are doing a great job there. Live every Wednesday, youtube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. We appreciate what you guys are doing, by the way. Keep me updating hockey. Basketball's happening. Oh, How oh, you yeah. doing? Keep moving. NBA. Ben Simmons. What's going on over there? Mm. He didn't have a phone in his pocket. He had a jersey in his pocket. Breaking. Breaking news uh, via the Pat McAfee show, via mm-hmm. Sham Sharania of the Athletic in the Stadium. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> anyway. Was that really breaking news? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the jersey rounds. thing? Yeah. The jer- it, he had a phone in his pocket. It very much looked like a phone in his pocket. That was huge news because that's how much he didn't care to be there, which is why Doc kicked him out. Shams comes in and said, actually, not a cell phone, even though it did look like he didn't care much. He didn't actually have his phone out there looking for trades in the middle of practice. It was his practice jersey. Boom, that became a story on the internet. The NBA only does well on Twitter, I've learned. Yeah. NBA, big Twitter platform. YouTube, people are like, maybe it's just us. Nobody gives a fuck about us talking about it, which we're spending so much time right now on it. We probably shouldn't. I mean, what are we doing? Sports Equinox is what you're talking about, by the way. 
Bingo. Sports Equinox is happening because the NFL is also happening. And WWE. Oh, yeah. So this is one. This might be the first time in history that this has happened. I'm not 100% sure. But it is a great day to be a sports fan. And we got to talk about all of it. We have uh, Carissa Thompson from Fox NFL Kickoff and the Calm Down podcast with Aaron Andrews joining us in about nine minutes. My wife listens to this podcast. Oh, really? Good pod. Yeah, she says she likes it. She says she likes the podcast. I'm mm-hmm. excited. We should probably listen a little bit too. AJ, you listening? I've actually seen clips of this online that they post. Bingo. Me too. I haven't listened to a full episode. Yeah, I was trying to do the, uh, you know, the classic. Normally, I would, I would claim that I did listen to the podcast right. because I saw a 35 second clip. Sure. sure. Normally, I'd be like, yeah, see, you know, I listen, I love it all the time. In this particular case, I just wanted to let everybody know it's not me. My wife is actually listening, though. There you go. So we got ears of the ground. And then we have Ian Rappaport joining us in the next hour to break down. Maybe he'll be able to paint a clearer picture for what the fuck's going on tonight. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll be able to find out who's coming, who's going. And there's a big story surfacing around the NFL right now about who's going where. And Ian Rappaport had told us this since the very beginning, that there were teams interested in Deshaun Watson. We were all mind blown. We were all flabbergasted we had no idea how or why especially with 26 very serious or 22 very serious allegations happening off the field we are all very much on the mindset that that has to get handled before anything on the field can be handled because why and how would you be able to focus on football with this serious of shit happening in real life then as the world continued to unfold and the days continued to go by he wasn't placed on the commissioner's exemption list he was at practice he still didn't want to be there he wasn't playing he's still on the team that he's not on the team. The allegations have not gone away. Allegedly, the NFL did an investigation. I don't know. Who knows? Last night, it got real hot on the internet that Deshaun was going to Miami. This all started with John McClain. He's oh, yeah. been around long time down there in the Houston Chronicle. He said that the Texans Dolphins could have a Deshaun Watson deal done this week. Whoa. AJ, the internet was a buzz immediately upon this being announced, obviously. It, you may... It, when you first read it, you're like, oh, okay, he's there. Like, they made the trade. This already happened. Then you look and you start to see, like, what they're mentioning like, three-team deals and all of this stuff. Bingo. Where, uh, it, but there has to be – like, John McClain's been doing this forever. So there obviously is something to this. They've been working on this. Like, do you think it gets done? Okay, so John McClain has been around Houston forever. He knows people. Here's, a, here's to your point. Here's Cody M. Davis, also from Houston, at Cody Davis underscore 24. In regards to the Texans closing in on a deal that would send Deshaun Watson to the Miami Dolphins, I am hearing that it could be a three-team deal that would send Tua to the Washington football team, Deshaun to Miami, and then who knows what else would happen on the back end for the Texans to get something back in return. And they said they wanted, what, three players and a pick or something like that was the initial asking. So then you start seeing tweets from people outside of Houston that immediately start saying, I'm being told, no chance. This is not happening. This is not true. Two of the Washington, somebody tweeted. We're hearing, yeah, J.P. Finley at J.P. Finley NBCS. All right, JP. Got a hard no when I checked on the Washington's interest in Tua. It's all BS. Okay, so Washington allegedly out now, if you listen to JP Finley, who once again is a reporter outside of Houston that is reporting about the trade that could potentially happen. There was others that said they heard nothing. Somebody in Denver tweeted something about, yeah, Marcel Louis Jacques. Jacques. Yep, boom, nailed it. Oui, oui. Marcel Louis Jacques. 
NFL landscape is fluid, but in regard to trades involving Dolphins to Atonga Valoa and Deshaun Watson, a source close to the situation texts me, rumors are false. So who's leaking information to John McClain, who's been around a long time? Why are they leaking that information? Who benefits from that information being leaked? Is this real? Maybe. This has been talked about for the last couple weeks. Still, once again, makes no sense to any of us because all the serious shit happening off the field, but it sounds like Houston's given information that something's happening. Why would they want to do that? Maybe it makes their fans appreciate them more. Maybe it makes the league look like, hey, we are interested in shopping. Maybe they're putting that information out. Miami, Washington, who knows what they're leaking, AJ. We don't know shit about fuck right now about anything, it feels like, AJ. I mean, that that sums it up perfectly, I think, when we look at this situation, especially the fact that we don't know Deshaun Watson, his his legal situation, is the league going to suspend him? Like, Do we have any idea what that looks like? And couldn't it be that, yeah, the Dolphins are trying to trade Tua. They would love to have Deshaun Watson, but there's not a whole lot of teams jumping out there trying to give much to get Tua. Okay, so uh, Tua, obviously, who knows how that thing goes. Because if you're Damage trying- is done already. For, for the Dolphins, if they want to salvage and think that Tua is their guy, like damage is already done. Well, this was leaked, what, weeks ago, and we got buried by Dolphins fans as it being all bullshit. And by the way, this might still all be bullshit because— There's no way it's— it's no way it's 100% garbage. There has to have been something. People have been looking into this at well, some point in, in the front offices. Remember, the owner allegedly said, yeah. like, hey, I want Deshaun Watson or whatever. And, and it gets even more conflicted because Howie Roseman, I don't know if he was on record or he told somebody who went on to a radio show in Philly. Howie Roseman was interested in Deshaun Watson, so much so they sent an investigator down to Houston and then to talk to the NFL about everything going on and talk to Deshaun's legal team. And then it, it ultimately, Deshaun didn't want to play in Philadelphia. So that that's alleged another story that's coming out. So Philadelphia, Howie Roseman, and who knows how we feel about Howie Roseman. Right. I, I don't know anything about Howie Roseman. I know. There's a lot of conversation outside about Howie Rose, but I don't, I've never met the dude. Seems like he does have a building that was on fire. Will they be able to put it out? Maybe. Who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know that whole thing. But if he sent an investigator down to talk to the legal team and also around Houston is how it was portrayed in the quote or whatever, what does that mean to everything that's going on off the field for Deshaun? Has Deshaun played football? Like, has he played football in a while? Because if you're trading Tua out in Miami, that means Deshaun's starting week one. I don't think he's played in what eight nine weeks ten weeks Mm -hmm. has he done anything it's a wild situation that we i assume will watch unfold here but trade deadlines coming up november 2nd i assume that's why houston's trying to maybe drum up some interest and who knows what's real and what is it well like with the washington thing i mean you guys would know more but like he's never gonna say that mid-season is he i mean i guess you could have like a source leak something and be like yeah, this is a done deal. But, like, they have a game on Sunday. There's no way that someone within the building is going to be saying, like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get to a, you know, out of here soon. And like you said, the the Texans now at this point, like, they they, basically, they need to get rid of him. You know, they don't know what's going to happen, but, like, he's not going to play for them again. And they have all this money, like, attached to him. If, if they want to get better and quickly, like, they have to move on from him. They have to get rid of him. Speaking of moving on, the Raiders seem to be doing just that with John Gruden. I don't know if you heard what Josh Jacobs said after their big win against the Broncos in Denver. Paul Gutierrez at P. Gutierrez ESPN tweets, man, in quotes, man. The sideline was just so, it was like, wasn't no anxiety. 
It was weird. It was like everybody was calm. You didn't have somebody cussing at you or going crazy at the refs. None of that something bad happening. Like, okay, next play. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs on what it was like post-Gruden on the Las Vegas Raiders sideline. You know, a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that this is the same situation. um, But when a coach is fired and somebody else comes in and has to do something, there's a, a, a fresh energy. Right, everybody feels like they got to prove themselves again to somebody. Everybody, maybe things that you wanted to try for a long time that you weren't able to do now with the new, maybe you'll be able to try it out. That that could be a complete culture change in there. The way things are operated, I'd assume that football rich, yeah. Paisan Richie Bisaccia, yep. Bisaccia, Paisan AJ. Yep, I know. I assume he's probably going to run it a little bit differently than John Gruden was, a special teams guy who seems to be beloved by everybody. Had Josh Jacobs loves it. It seems like the results are in the same fashion everybody else does. And who knows? What if, what if old football Richie, Paisan Rich Pisaccia, gets the head coaching job forever in Las Vegas? Good for him. I mean, if they make the playoffs, there's no way you can get rid of football Richie. And yeah. now that like the team itself seems to be backing him, it's, I mean, you got to stick with the guy. Got to. Uh, let's go around. Jimmy G uh, talking about his calf, AJ. Mm-hmm. First of all, going real quick back to that Josh Jacobs, that was not a subtle dig at John Gruden. Like, that's pretty direct. Hey, this guy was a spaz. Yeah. We don't have him anymore. Like, that's what it sounds like. That was a uh, crow hop. <laughs> Pow! Boom! That's what that was. Very, very much. And, and I assume that maybe, I don't know how other media people read it, but as soon as I read it, I actually said, ooh, Josh Jacobs burying John Gruden. That, that is because those words, you know, you can choose to answer that two different ways. And by the way, we're at this point, but if the Raiders go, think about if the Raiders go, that'd be insane over there. Now, granted, Chiefs seem to have found them, uh, the team that they have been for the last couple of years in the second half there. Uh, allegedly, Patrick Mahomes has come out and said, the team laughed in his face <laughs> when they watched that interception where he bobbled the snap, picked it up, and then the ball came out literally as a kickoff like this and it was intercepted he said uh rob collins at fox 4 kansas city which is the same news station that hits the hard-hitting news research of x-factor and red extreme battling in the stadium in chief's kingdom uh rob collins of that same station uh peers with jared Kittle, uh, uh, Kittle Stad. Kittle Stad. Uh, everybody started laughing in the film room when watching the interception against Washington. Look, they're all past it. They're all past it. Isn't that right, AJ? They're all past it. By the way, there are yeah. some things that happen in games in those team meetings where there's a laser pointer potentially on something, and there is quite a comedy sesh that happens in some of those game recaps. Oh, yeah. You're always like in, away from the play. Some guy is stumbling for 15 yards and he ends up falling on his head or something. Like, there's always some good stuff happening. Yeah, only when you win, by the way. Yeah, yeah if you lose, yeah. If yeah. you lose, that, they're going to, you may, they, that kid may get shot in the face right there in the team. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you know, in I'm the telling face. the difference in attitude between the coaching staff and the difference in the room, how it feels from a win to a loss. Okay, a little extreme, but I think you were just trying to put it in perspective like Gary V. Right, True. Whatever right. He yeah, yeah. About. yeah that, it was a little bit of extreme, a little bit of an extreme perspective putter, but you're right. After a win, everybody can laugh about that type of stuff. If that was a loss, the fake technical fundamental coaching that would have, remember, you got to get good, screw the ball here, like that, that, that type of bullshit, you know, that, that comes out of that whole thing. I don't know if that's how Andy Reid would ever do anything with Patrick Mahomes. I'm just telling you what it would have been like where I was. Some of those meetings are hilarious. Some of them are, oh, okay, uh, talking to us like we're 12-year-olds, awesome. This is great. I guess we deserve this. Let's move on. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. 
are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh? Last a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Ocup- <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Hey, our boost, our same-game parlay, our risk-free same-game parlay is officially up on FanDuel Sportsbook. Listen to this, A.J. Hawk. Melvin Gordon, 25-plus rushing yards. How you doing? Keep it moving. He's splitting time in the backfield. He has gone over 25, I think, basically every single. Case Keenum. 225-plus passing yards. His over-under is actually just at 219.5, which is what we had originally selected over 219.5. They came back and asked if it could be the 225-plus passing yards alternate amount because that'll set the tone a little bit more for the odds to remain the same throughout the day. We said sure, but if that thing lands at 222 yards, we oh, will be heartbroken. heartbroken. Uh, Cortland Sutton, 70-plus receiving yards. He and Teddy Bridgewater have a great connection through the weeks. He does well, as does Tim Patrick, 40-plus receiving yards for him. Now, granted, Miles Garrett is going to potentially eat. And it might be tough for Teddy, who has a little bit of a quad. think he's going to be able to throw for at least 110 yards, hopefully between those two. think Melvin's going to be able to run and also believe the case Keenum, especially with Jarvis Landry being back, is going to be able to uh, connect on more passes than anybody could imagine. AJ, your initial thoughts on that particular same game parlay that is currently sitting at plus 771. Wow. 10 bucks wins you $77. Risk-free. Let's go. Let's go and hammer this thing, AJ Hawk. I mean, it seems very doable, all of those things. If you had to pick one thing out of the four, what's the toughest that you're most worried about? Case Keenum, 225. Easy. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, that's... Von Miller says yeah. he's going to kill a guy. <laughs> Von Miller says he's going to kill a guy, AJ. I, I have no idea how Case Keenum 
He's going to do. Can you hit that show more on there too? So Melvin Gordon, twenty-five plus yards. That can happen anytime. One play. How you doing? Keep it moving. Cortland Sutton, seventy plus yards. That could be three, four plays. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, same thing. Did not know this guy existed. <laughs> then Diggs read off a bunch of stats about him. Hell of a football player. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater likes throwing him the ball. Let's go ahead and do that thing. The two twenty-five plus us giving up six yards on the actual total of over under yards for Case Keenum is the thing I am worried about. But it also made the boost much bigger than what it could have been which is like five something it jumped up to plus 770 something also if this game stinks and there's a good chance it may stink we're still invested for all four quarters here. Mm-hmm. You know These what things I mean? are all live. That's right. That's right. We got a live action out there. Oh, yeah. Literally throughout all four quarters. And we'll be joined by Ian Rappaport in about four minutes or so. And hopefully we'll have a little bit more information as the breaking news on injuries out of Cleveland continues to roll out here today. He broke last hour that... Jarvis Landry's back. Hell yeah. What does that mean about Odell Beckham Jr.? What does that mean about Case Keenum? Is Case Keenum more comfortable with tight ends throughout the history of his quarterbacking? Yes. He has that big play to Stephon Diggs. Everybody knows that. But if you look at the Broncos' defense, they're like seventh in the NFL against tight ends and then like 20-something against wide receivers. And the Browns are like third in the league against uh, tight ends and then something bad against wide receivers. This is the amount of information and research we did this morning to try to piece together this same game parlay on a game that we know absolutely nothing about aj who was their third string quarterback the browns uh baker i believe nick mullins was moved up from the practice squad he's the backup for tonight nick mullins from san fran yeah that's good don't let that dude get in and get hot you said we've seen what he can do that guy's a stud so you're thinking if case keenum starts out a little bit chilly not even that no i'm saying if von miller follows through on what he said he's going to do. Well, if he kills the tackle, I would imagine the quarterback's going to get some collateral damage as well. Yeah, we need him not to die. We need Case Keenum not to die. Case Keenum knows that this night could be one of the biggest nights of his career. There's been a lot of questions asked about... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on right now. I was waiting for you to see see how this was playing out. Insane. Oh, you watch the wrestling situation happening? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did Bob Backlund come back? No. Oh, Mustafa no. Ali, I think, just got a win, and now he's exiting the ring as a man in a gi just showed up. <laughs> with his... Is it Dwight Freeney's guys? Nah, similar gi. It is a red belt. Is that better than a... What is a red belt? Well, he just allegedly said that he was a silver medalist in the Tokyo Olympics, this guy. This guy? Yeah. Yeah. So Might be a blood belt. Mustafa, get out of there. Oh, Oh my God. No. Oh, my God. Good night. Oh, that was night, night. Holy shit. Crowd's going wild. They are going banana land over there. Jesus. Hometown hero? I'm happy. Yeah, hometown hero, silver medalist. Oh, jeez. Anyways, we're back. We'll talk to Ian Rapport in about two minutes about what's going on. Hopefully, no kicks to the head tonight for Jarvis Landry. Anybody like yes? Yeah. My real question though, AJ, listen, and I might be out of line for asking this: the Baker Mayfield thing, torn labrum. They're resting him tonight. What? Because why? Maybe just to buy him some time to say, hey, if we give you, if you get seven to ten days, will it calm down enough to where you can play? Or if it doesn't, then you'll have to get the surgery. Yeah, because well, they said that the um, expected to need surgery on his torn labrum following the season is the idea. Now, I wonder if that's Baker Mayfield pushing back on that so much. Yes, I, I would I would bet it is Baker Mayfield saying, no, I'll just get it in the, in the, after the season. They easily could say, 
I, I, I don't know. I doubt they, they probably want him to give it a shot, I'm sure. Well, no, I don't know if they do because this was the big conversation earlier in the week is that Baker wanted to play. Baker very much wanted to play, even though it is an incredibly painful injury. Baker wanted to be out there. The doctors, the team, everybody had to make this decision for him or whatever. But it's not like that labrum's going to heal by next week. And this injury, it's going to get inflamed every single time it gets hit, I'd assume, if it's a, anything like anybody else's torn labrum. It is, that's going to be, a, I, I guess, because it's just four days so it didn't have a chance to go all the way down like it would in a normal week and maybe they're just giving him an extended week but he's going to be in pain all year this is going to be something that's going to hurt like a motherfucker all year for him yeah it depends on how much of it is torn and how bad it is you know people have gotten mris when they're like oh i guess i got a torn labrum where they didn't know it like that's that's a different case than what that baker baker hits like it like subluxes or whatever right and that's what starts to, to tear it more is that what happens yeah you said that there were some people that had torn labrums that didn't even know it yeah, they get an MRI on on something on their rotator cuff, and they saw that the guy's like, oh, "I got torn labrum too. We got to clean that up." Oh, so this is like the people. There's some people that can operate with uh, no ACL or a torn ACL. Yeah, I think like depending on where it is, also like and how much of it is gone or torn, I think that it's a huge deal. Why, why do humans make those? His things? is like completely torn <laughs> yeah, though, and full. I think that's like one of the issues is like if he does continue to play, like he might really, really get hurt. Well, he's already really, really hurt. He's already going to have to have surgery, Lab- labrum surgery. L- joining us now is somebody who probably knows more about it, definitely knows more about this than we do. Uh, a man who's been breaking all the news out of Cleveland today in, particip- er, in anticipation for tonight's Thursday night football game, which we have a risk-free same-game parlay that's a plus 771 that we guarantee is going to hit, even though we don't know who's going to play. Uh, insider for the NFL and NFL.com, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, What's Rapp- up? What's going on, dude? Um, did you hit last week? Dude. All right. Listen, you shut your mouth. Fuck I'm just wondering. No, you're not wondering. You know. You knew what happened. And this week, it's supposed to be better. But I'll tell you what. The bullshit tweets from the insiders about who's playing and who's not playing <laughs> isn't helping us, Ian. What is going on with the Browns? Are these all last-second decisions that are going on? Is there real conversation happening about who's going to play, who's not going to play? Or do they already know? I would say mostly, you know, sometimes on Sundays you really don't know. Like, there's a, there's always a couple of players on Sundays who get out there, test it out, and you're like, all right, I can play or I can't play. Thursday night, I think you probably know, uh, which is why, I mean, the Browns did the smart thing, ruled out Baker Mayfield yesterday because, you know, he, he met with the doctors yesterday morning. He knew. Um, I think, you know, it sounds like Jedrick Wills probably goes. Sounds like Conklin probably not. Uh, sounds like Odell probably not. Uh, now for him, but I that's think what you're saying. Probably like sounds like. like wh- well, uh, so so let me so he, let me explain the Odell thing. He wants to go very badly. Okay. And so I believe the team is trying to do him a solid and give him every opportunity to go because he wants to play. Uh, it is a painful injury. Sometimes you can play with it. Sometimes you cannot. So I don't think he goes. But I would also not rule him out because he very much wants to play. So what about Baker? What happens after this game? Is he playing next game, and is he going to last the whole season? Uh, he is expected to play next game, from what I know. He's going to spend the next, let's say, nine days or so working on working on that labrum, kind of tightening it up. He's going to wear that harness on his left side, so he should be able to go. Um, you know, last week going down with that kind of weird fall, which I'm sure you've seen with his arm kind of extended, where his shoulder popped in and out again. Um it did not help, and I would imagine it probably created more damage. And you know, if it was just, it's too fast. Like from Sunday to Thursday, 
it's tender, it's sore, it's swollen, it's just too fast. Um, but then the other question is way more complicated. Does he make it through the season? I could easily say yes, because he's going to tighten it up, he'll rehab well, tighten he'll up. deal with the pain, and he'll be okay. The problem is, like, how many more times are we going to do this? Talking? What the fuck are you talking about? Tighten up a torn labor? So basically... No, like you, you secure. Here's and I'm obviously a doctor. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's not going to repair the labrum, but you're going to strengthen the uh, everything around it to make it at least manageable. Except when you create more damage around it, um, it makes it more. It makes the ball more susceptible to coming out of the socket thing. So that would be bad. And if he does that again, then he might need surgery early. Okay, we're going to call you back because you sound a little muffled. It probably is uh, on your end, maybe on ours. I'm not 100% sure. This has happened a couple times. Jonathan Taylor yesterday yeah. sounded like he was speaking through a megaphone, through the microphone, had to do his entire thing there. But. That got, I mean, Jonathan Taylor got fixed because it was on their end. It maybe, was on their end. Yeah. The gain was a little bit too high. Now, these are words that only in the back end you speak about. And I almost brought it to uh, the live air, but I didn't want to you know, call anybody out because it could have been on our end. We did all the research. Maybe Rap Sheet dropped his computer in a fish tank. and We don't know. That's a little broken down a little bit. We have no idea. Uh-huh. By the way, get the rice, dude. Yeah. Put that thing in the rice. But we got Zito back there kind of putting yeah. that little thing in. Tighten up the labrum, he said. Tighten that thing up. I still don't understand. Do a little band stuff. Oh, he's going he's gonna to be doing a bunch of little band things in, out, up, doing this thing, you know, trying to tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. What if Case Keenum balls out, too? Yeah. What if he throws for 300 yeah. and Odell or Jarvis has the best game they've had in a while? Think about how loud the morning oh. shows will be. Oh, my if God. Case, hey, hey, Ian, if, if Ian, you're back, I think. Hey, Ian, how you doing? I ditched the AirPods. Yeah. Nah, you sound better. It was probably the airport. Maybe, maybe it was us too. Who knows? It might have been the connection. That's <laughs> the world. It's a crazy place. <laughs> um, if Case Keenum balls tonight, everybody on earth knows how loud it's going to be tomorrow, right? Everybody on earth expects that and knows that that you're talking to. I don't get it. Do you get this? I mean, am I crazy? Like, I, I know you're not wrong. Like, I if let's say Case Keenum goes out and you know the Browns win, I don't know. 2817 or something like that. You are going to hear the sorted hot takes about how he should be the starter. Yes, oh yeah. It's going to be loud. He should not be the starter. Baker is good. He is playing through a torn labrum, as you may or may not have heard me through my stupid AirPods. <laughs> um, it's painful. It affects how he throws and, and his accuracy. To me, unless I'm literally crazy, Baker Mayfield is the future starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, just like he's the current starting quarterback. They don't have an extension for him yet. But I would expect him to work on one in the offseason. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Also, as you know, if you don't have a quarterback, it sucks. It really sucks. So maybe Baker Mayfield isn't Lamar Jackson, but he's probably the like eighth or ninth best quarterback, which you can win a Super Bowl with that. Okay, and I mean, people will probably put you to the fire to list off those eight to nine. We will not do that. We'll allow the internet to do such a thing. But whenever oh, you boy. talk about another contract, that's a huge piece of the salary cap is why everybody is talking about this. But if you look at, like, the Lions, for instance, they had Jim Caldwell come in there, 
win out of nowhere. Then they fired him because he didn't win enough. It's like the Browns have that quarterback jersey that has 7,000 names on it. They finally win. They get to the playoffs. It would be a very interesting move. They're like, nah, the grass is greener somewhere else. We're going to get another young quarterback. We're going to do this. Andrew Barry has a very difficult decision to make, obviously, because that is going to be more of the salary cap, and they're going to have to go forward. But if you move on from the quarterback that finally won in your town, there's a chance that the football gods will dunk on your fucking head for eternity, don't you think? Right. You mess up all the karma. Mess up all the good juju. Well, here, here's the other thing, and it's not just because the Browns have had the, you know, the jersey with all the quarterbacks, which I love. Um, it's also, it's not a good draft for quarterbacks, it sounds like. So, like, I can't just assume the Browns are going to get one. And there are, if you ever go, if you go through the list of the teams that will probably need a quarterback after this year, it's, like, astounding. There's so many. And I don't know where all these quarterbacks are going to come from. So if you're the Browns and you have, again, let's say a quarterback in the top ten, okay, are you sure you want to let him go and try to get who's behind door number B or whatever? Like, I just don't. I don't get that. Well, it would be letter, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, huh? Oh. No. 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 You guys, I thought you guys had put yes. him in Pittsburgh. Yes. Well, no, we didn't put him. your show? Now, Pittsburgh put him in Pittsburgh. I mean, Aaron Arizona kind of did that himself. We, we didn't do any. Uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, oh Riddle God. is coming out on a camel. Oh, um, all right. Holy shit. <laughs> There's a camel on screen right now. Riddle's higher than everybody over there, and it's because he's on a camel, not because he's allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to take it over there from no, what no, I've been no, told. No. There's insanity happening in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Okay, so can we run through tonight, though, real quick, who's in and who's out? Because we kind of heard you. We kind of didn't. Conklin, okay. out. Conklin's out. Jarvis in. Odell, probably out. Uh, and I think Jedrick Will's probably in. Chubb, um, Hunt, out. Hunt is out. Chubb is out. Um, the And this is annoying because this would have been good information earlier in the week, but it sounds like Dearness Johnson, I believe I got that right, is going to be the guy who's going to carry the rock. Um, so that would be someone, if you're into fantasy, that would be someone you might want to pick up. Had I been thinking faster, I might have picked him up, but I didn't. How many yards do you think Darren Johnson is going to rush for tonight? You think, and if he doesn't get hot, do you think they'll bring in Felton, or do you think they're going to rely upon Darren Johnson? Uh, I would imagine this is a hot hand situation because it's not like either running back has proven anything. Okay. So when you ask me that, are you asking just for your own personal... uh, No, no, well, this was a full conversation earlier. What you just said right there was something we talked about earlier because we were going to put his over in the same game parlay tonight, the risk-free same game parlay that will probably have, you know, a few thousand people riding on it that could take millions and millions from FanDuel. But after last week's beep, beep, beep situation with Tom Brady where our same game parlay got ruined by Neil down an archaic stat that needs to change completely we were going to have Dearness Johnson over rush yards in the same game parlay but then we thought to ourselves well what if Felton gets in he gets hot neither of them really are they just going to feed that and that's what you kind of said there so early when you said hey fantasy people if you want to know about Dearness literally the whole room was like oh fuck we had this in there we had this in there we talked ourselves out of it what do you expect from him do you think he's a good player and I know nothing about him I know he's from South Florida South Florida boys run I know that I know he's probably going to eat a little bit I don't know enough about him. What I do know is their system is good. And this the same system that Minnesota is obviously using. And we've seen Dalvin Cook is very good. And then Madison comes in in place of Dalvin Cook. He's also good. 
And with the Browns, you have Chubb, who's good, and then Kareem Hunt comes in, and he's similarly productive. Like Broncos have I the would, same thing. Mm-hmm. Broncos have split backfield as well, I think. Yeah, uh, and I think Javante Williams is probably not. Uh, we'll see what he ends up being. Um, I just I feel like whoever runs the ball for the Browns is going to be successful enough today to keep them honest and let the offense let the offense keep moving. Stefanski does a pretty nice job there. All right. Ian, what about the reports that uh, were popping up last night about Deshaun Watson heading to Miami to a possibly a three-team deal? Is there anything like that you've heard? Uh, we'll start with the Tua part of it. You know, I don't see any three-team deal happening. I don't even know if there's ever been one in the history of the NFL. It would be fun, um, but that seems more like an NBA slash fantasy thing. I also, from what I can tell, believe the Dobbins have not made any calls at all um, as far as potentially – shopping Tua like they don't even know if they're going to get Deshaun Watson so why would they make any calls to shop Tua Tua might be their quarterback for the rest of the season if they do end up getting Deshaun Watson Tua probably also plays for them anyway for a variety of reasons you know I don't I don't know I would be very surprised if they have done any homework on that, so I certainly don't think a three-team trade is happening. How come Houston folks are reporting that the trade is a done deal and then everybody outside of Houston saying anything differently? Do you think potentially the Texans organization is trying to float some information that people are getting interested because the trade deadline's coming up and they're trying to make a play? I don't see why they would need to. I mean, there is interest in Deshaun Watson. That interest has been steady. You know, like it's... There's, there's a couple teams, you know, and it's sort of the teams we've talked about. And I think let's we'll focus on the Miami Dolphins because that was the one that was rumored most um, in those, you know, reports yesterday. Uh, nothing's done. Nothing's imminent. Uh, I know the two sides have talked. This is probably the fourth time that things have heated up and everyone has sort of thought that was that a trade might happen. And I'm not saying a trade's not going to happen. I'm just saying I don't sense it's imminent at all. It is incredibly complicated. There's the the legal, the civil, the compensation, the no trade clause. This is happening at like a snail's pace if it happens. Um, so I saw the reports yesterday and it definitely made me go, wait, is there something I don't know? Because that happens sometimes, believe it or not. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't sense anything imminent right now. Okay, so let's talk about what Howie Roseman allegedly said to somebody. This was another source that said something. Howie Roseman allegedly sent an investigator down to Houston and spoke with Deshaun's legal team and other things like that. And ultimately, in the end, Deshaun did not want to go to Philadelphia. Would that report coming out indicate that maybe off the field things are wrapping up for Deshaun? Because I still don't understand how anybody would be able to trade their franchise to get Deshaun Watson with everything happening happening off the field the Howie Roseman alleged source conversation and I forget where it was I uh, I think we could probably find who actually broke that information allegedly Howie sent an investigator down there and was still interested what does that say and is that real um I can't independently corroborate that but the Eagles are among the most sort of aggressive I don't know how to really describe it but among the most aggressive in investigating things like I am constantly hearing stories of hey, the Eagles sent their security team, the Eagles sent their investigator. Like, they are very, very proactive. So if that happened, that would definitely make sense. And I think a lot of the teams interested, probably all the teams interested, did the due diligence. If you were going to trade for Deshaun Watson, you would have to be extremely, extremely comfortable in the person and in his culpability and everything that happened. There are still teams interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. So I don't know what's going to happen legally, 
civilly? Could something get wrapped up? Obviously, it would make sense if a trade would happen for that to be wrapped up, but it's so complicated that I don't know that anything is done at all now. I just know there are teams still interested despite everything that has gone on and all the headlines off the field. Do you know how that process works? Like, let's say a team is interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. Do they contact the league first and try to get some kind of feel on what's going to happen with him? Uh, yes, probably yes. And I don't know. Is the league know, obligated prob- to give him information or, or tell him anything? They're not obligated, but if, you know, it, I would assume it would be an owner calling Roger Goodell. Like, that's really who Goodell works with slash works for, right? So you'd think he would be honest about it. But here's the problem. The NFL has not spoken to Deshaun Watson yet, and they're not going to until the police investigation, the criminal investigation, wraps itself up. So whatever the NFL would tell, let's say, an owner, they don't know because they haven't finished their investigation. They sent Amy that- down there? Amy? was What was her name? Uh, it was Lisa. Lisa Friel. Lisa Friel. Lisa Friel. Yeah. Lisa Friel. They sent somebody. Didn't the NFL send somebody down there to investigate? And then it hasn't wrapped up its investigation, so they can't yeah. give the full opinion because the investigation hasn't ended yet? They've done several interviews uh, with the alleged victims, and they have not talked to Deshaun, and they have not wrapped up the entire thing because the NFL, huh. one, a lot of times, it, you know, they're not going to sort of ruin or whatever a police investigation. They're going to wait till that's done and talk to Deshaun then. So it's going to, and that's one of the problems is if, you know, there are some things that theoretically could wrap up by the time the, tr- like a settlement perhaps by the trade deadline. If that happens, and I don't know that it is, but if it happens, that would make it easier. But there's also something like there's a deposition that Deshaun is scheduled to, I believe, speak out in like February. So these things take forever. After the season, yeah, it's insane, especially with how serious the allegations are. That's why it's crazy to think that there is teams that are still interested. And if they know anything, what do they know? How come we don't know that stuff? If you're Deshaun, you would at least think that you would want to get some of that information out if it favors him because PR-wise, this is terrible. And it sounds like he's potentially a terrible human being, but who knows how it all ends up. Go ahead, Ty. Rapshi, yesterday was David Bakhtiari's first day back. I don't think anyone expects him to play this weekend, but do you think he's going to play next Thursday in Arizona? And also... Uh, there's been some rumors that Xavier Howard's getting shopped by the Dolphins. I think someone tweeted that he was moving stuff out of a storage locker today. Do you see that happening? I don't know how the Packers would make it financially work, but they've been linked to him as well. Yeah, well, I'll start with the Packers part of it. So they had some interest in Stephon Gilmore, right? Which mm-hmm. obviously would make sense, but they couldn't trade for him because there's too much they would have had to do for the contract to make it work, they probably would have had to extend him and then lower his cap number this year, give him a big bump next year, and then you don't know what you're getting. So they were basically out on Stephon Gilmore because they couldn't make it work cap-wise. So like for Xavier Howard, could they make it work, I guess, theoretically, because he's got a longer-term deal. Gilmore just had one year left, but there would have to be some salary cap and contractual gymnastics to make it happen. The Packers are, are and have been aggressive, so them being interested wouldn't surprise me. I just know to make it happen would be difficult. Um, I don't know if Xavier Howard was moving things out of his storage locker, but I love these stories so much. It's like when Rodgers did the deep clean, which I believe you guys properly debunked. That was a fantastic storyline for a couple weeks. Yeah, in the golf course, the country golf club. Yeah. Uh, AJ has to go to actually one of his country club events. Thanks, AJ. Go to hell. 
Where's he going, you think? Ian, where do you think he's going? Is there any big-time events that you know about? He actually left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. He's got to go to a big-time event. He was on from 12 to 1.30 today instead of the normal 1 to 3 because he's got some big-time event to go to. Wow. Well, I better scour social media to see what he's actually doing. You all right there? I just turned up the volume real loud in my ears. I mean, <laughs> oh. it got real loud right there. I just blew out that. both of my eardrums right there. You know what I mean? That's why you take the AirPods out. These AirPods, look, they've been through a lot with me. I've... We've been through it, and I think I'm ready for a new pair. Wow. Oh, we could gift you that. We could gift you that. We could give you a pair. Go ahead, Tom. Ian, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, two talented running backs, uh, rumored to be on the trade market. Any idea where they're going? Um, Ronald Jones is not going anywhere, which makes sense because if the the Bucs were going to trade him, they wouldn't get very much for him. It'd be like a late-round pick, but also like – they might need him. Remember, they needed him last year when I think Fournette, it was injury or COVID, I can't remember, but Fournette was out a couple of games. He played. I don't get the sense the Bucks are trading anyone, maybe trade for a corner, but I don't think they're trading anyone. Marlon Mack could be traded. I could see that. You know, there's some running back needy teams. I mean, the Ravens have been, the Saints lost their uh, number two running back. That would, I think, make some sense. 49ers have had some running back issues, though they're getting a little healthy. That would make some sense. He's not expensive. Uh, so it's really just, are you comfortable with where he is physically a year or so after an Achilles? I know everyone says a player is 100%, but like, you know, it takes like two years to be himself. So what you'd be getting may not 100% be what he was originally, but might be good enough. He's, he, there's, you know, sparks of greatness. He'll probably get back there. Julian Blackman just... Uh... So bad. Tore his Achilles after an incredible year last year. The Colts have just run into a litany of issues whenever it comes to the injury front. Get T.Y. back, lose Blackman. Who knows what's going to happen? But Carson's playing well. I mean, he really is playing well. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he can't move. He can't move. He's actually, like, not able to move because of how messed up his ankles are. So he has to just kind of sit in there. And he's unbelievable whenever he's just throwing and reacting and making plays. It's whenever he's trying to die. That is, you know, that's whenever all hell seems to break loose. I think Carson is balling. I really like – the Colts seem to be – Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Yeah. T.Y.'s back. Pittman Jr.'s mossing people. The defense seems to be getting the ball a little bit like they were last year. Eberflus maybe has them going. The Colts could be a team that could get going here, but four losses already a little bit of a difficult start. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet. Is uh, football Richie Bisaccia possibly going to be the long-term head coach for the Raiders? And also, is there any weight to the Hall of Fame or retirement of David Baker, or was that just kind of yeah, like what a happened? poorly timed retirement? Uh. All right, the Bisaccio one first. I don't think he's going to be the long-term head coach. Oh, you don't know. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Half the ball, Richie, might have it figured out in Vegas, pal. I think it would be awesome. I I like him. Can I tell you why I like him? This is a very, very short story. I met him once on a field. Um, I had, like, I think think when I was – he walked up to me when I was, like, on the phone with my wife or something like that. So he asked about my family. And I told him about my kids. I had like a six-year-old and a, a, what do you call it, six-month-old and a two-year-old. And the next time I saw him, he remembered my kids' names. How's your family, yeah? Yeah. That's kid. Of course did. And now you're saying this guy's got no shot being the head coach. Yeah. Well, they just blew out the Broncos. Josh Jacobs coming. Like, hey, the sideline is much better with old Bisaccia out here. And I you're mean, like, this guy's a, got no shot. It would be a this, cool story. It would be a cool story. You're saying no chance? How come? Do you just think that a, Mark Davis will make like a splash hire in the offseason or something like that? No, I think so. I mean, nobody, 
there's definitely like an inherent bias against the interim. Like, and the times that it's happened, it's only worked for a little bit. There's just not history does not speak well to the to the interim coaches. What was the other thing you asked about? Uh, uh, David, David Baker's retirement. That was yeah. very. And listen, this is just like the Washington football team. If they had planned that Sean Taylor uh, jersey or number uh, retirement ceremony for a long time and they just decided to drop it in on a Thursday before that Sunday and then the way it all with Jackson Mahomes doing his little thing, I mean, that was terribly handled. Okay, the rollout terribly handled. The PR of it terribly handled. I think Jay Wright came out and said, listen, we'll do better for the future. The David Baker retirement happening out of nowhere, that made us all with brains go, whoa, 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 whoa. This, yeah, guy, this guy's been around a long time. But then he was at the Steelers game talking on a microphone. He was also on NFL Network the other day. So that made us think to ourselves, well, maybe... Maybe not. What? What? Was that just what? What happened there? And who's yeah. going to be the next person? You think? It was. Uh, it was planned a couple months ago. I don't know. I think it happened. So if I had to guess, I think it was broken. Someone locally, who I'm not even. I can't remember. Had it on like that Friday, probably earlier than they had wanted it to come out, and then they had to just announce it because it was out of race. They did it on a Saturday when I was at my son's flag football game, which was very inconvenient. How's your anyway. Family? Um, <laughs> how's your family? Every time I see Basachi now, that's what I'm going to think of, by the hey, way. How's your family? It's your fault. No, no, no. Hey, listen, you're welcome. That, that's what you're thinking. Because he genuinely cares. He'll show up at the wedding of your kid, too, yeah, probably will. an envelope. Yeah. And yep. And you'll go handle I mean, Yeah, do the rounds. You know I, mean? I was thinking that scene in Goodfellas. Anyway. Um, that's real life. I, I do not <laughs> believe. I'm not, I'm not lucky enough to experience that real life. Um, but I did one time play on a uh, travel baseball team with uh, the grandson of Vincent the Chin Giganti. Oh! oh the chin. The chin did not. Oh. Hey, the Chin, he is not like the way we have spoke about A.J. Hawk over the years with the most powerful chin. But, yeah, I mean, the Italian community does not get enough respect conversation about, and uh, I was very fortunate enough to grow up in a super Italian community, but I don't like that you're burying Bisaccia. You're saying the David Baker thing was planned months in advance and then it dropped out of nowhere because some, yeah, lo yeah. some local reporter got it before everybody else, so they were planning probably middle of the season, and then they were just going to do back after think, the season to look for yeah, a new one? I think they were trying to let all this clear, but tell you what though, you know, I don't know who's going to be like the head of the Hall of Fame, like who knows, but whoever gets the job of knocking on the door and letting people know whether or not they get in the Hall of Fame, like that's an amazing job. That has to be one of the more like high-profile jobs in the NFL. You could do that. Nah, nah, no, nah, that ain't for me. I ain't knocking on any doors and making any dreams come true. That sounds like a job for Ian Rappaport. Oh, yeah. that should yeah. be your job. That's like your thing, isn't it? Fly around, knock on doors, uh, situations as opposed sure. to uncomfortable. There'll be celebrations when they see you. How about it? Everybody hugs me like I really did something. Like I, mm. I would be. I'm a. I would be kind a shoulder shot to clients. Yeah. Body yeah. disparity is way too different. True. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Shoes. Visually, they would have to Siciliano him into the shoes. Yeah. of David Baker. Both yeah. of his feet They'd in one put, shoe. <laughs> They'd pick him up. They'd pick him up and drop him <laughs> in David Baker's seat. You know what I mean? Yep. Get a step ladder. This massive. Rapport would just be sitting Welcome to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he is a large oh, no. dude. That guy. He's a big man. He's a large. He's a large man. We appreciate you for stopping by, and this is one of our favorite days, especially now because we know nothing about tonight. We already put it in our same game parlay. Would have been nice if you gave us some of the information before we had our council meeting this morning, but we appreciate every time you stop by, Ian. 
I wish you a lot of luck tonight, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Not luck, good fortune. Thank you. Good fortune, good luck. All of those things are needed and appreciated, especially for this risk-free same-game parlay that's definitely going to hit tonight, plus 770-something, ladies and gentlemen. Host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, Ian Rappaport, the Rap Sheet in Rap Sheet and Friends. Thank you. Joining us now is the host of the Calm Down podcast, alongside Aaron Andrews. Wow. Let's go. My wife is actually a frequent listener of said podcast, said she loves it, especially in the sports world that she is now fully in. Wasn't always. My wife wasn't always fully in. Love the Colts. Love football. Now she is kind of, I don't want to say obligated before us, but she feels as if she has to get into sports, which I appreciate her doing so. It makes our everything much better loves this podcast mm -hmm. um you can hear her on uh, fox nfl kickoff on sundays and throughout the entire day as she gives updates on all the other fox games around the country ladies and gentlemen carissa thompson yeah! Yeah! guys that is quite the intro thank you i you know what we have merchandise too oh! hey the merch game's real oh. you got to do that I'll tell you right now though i didn't know that we were going to dress alike today oh <laughs> You know what? I was going to leave the jacket on because I was like, it's too early for the gun show. But you're here. I'm here. People are getting shot in the face. I mean, uh, yeah, figuratively, is, figuratively. That is, true. <laughs> that is fascinating that you did catch the tail end of that conversation about what could happen in team meeting rooms and i appreciate your reaction to the intro aaron andrews just fucking attacked me as soon as i uh -huh. got, remember oh, i, yeah, I gave her an entire i thought it was a great intro like hey here we're talking about one of the you know greatest of all time here and she oh just calling me blah 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 so i'm happy that you enjoyed the intro because we are big fans of yours around here well, I appreciate that. Um, in fact, you can make this entire interview um, an intro, as far as I care. I mean, let's let's go back to I used to host a rodeo show. Whoa, whoa. Um, what else did I do? Yeah, NASCAR. I mean, uh, I uh. love it. Okay, so let's talk about how you landed in football. Then was football always dream destination, or were you just any sport? How did you get to where you are now? Because I did not know you. Were, we did not do enough research. Uh, very well, obvious. Did not do enough research. Wikipedia. For, Wikipedia said that I was a trapeze. Uh, I'm putting the, the jacket on because it was fun to be twins for a second, but it's cold in here. Um, the Wikipedia at one point said I was a trapeze performer, oh, and right. I also trapeze artist so i remember i went on a date with this guy and he was like that's fascinating that you're a trapeze performer and i was like i am he goes yeah wikipedia said that i go that's where we're getting our research oh that's weird. I, we do oh well, that is where we get our research <laughs> I, 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 we did not read that on the wikipedia but i would like to let you know that <laughs> that particular dude probably did the same thing as us and yeah. we will be better we will uh -huh. be better go ahead aj go ahead aj you mentioned NASCAR and all the different things that you have done, like in the broadcasting world. What was something that surprised you that was actually really cool that you thought maybe, all right, how do I get this assignment? Uh, a rodeo show? I, I was like, first of all, I'm 5'8", I'm so I am towering over these people to begin with. <laughs> rodeo, like, like the rodeo circuits, like NASCAR drivers, they're much smaller. Similar to my time in Hollywood. I was like, oh! all of these people. That was a good job. But, a um, yeah, I would I would host this rodeo show, and there was a, it was a competition called Toughest Cowboy. And there was bareback, saddle bronc, and bull riding. And usually you specialize in one, but these guys had to do all three. And I remember I interviewed this dude afterwards, and he was all jacked up. He's like, woo, like screaming. I go, you know you lost, right? He's oh. like, I did. I'm like, yeah, you lost. But oh. it was... It was a different experience. It was fun, though. You know, I started in sports, though, because um, I worked in HR. 
which is a terrible idea for me because I'm a violation in every capacity. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, that's I wanted to get it. I wanted to. I always wanted to be like Aaron. Aaron and I share a, a lot of things. Our birthday's the same. We've wow. always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Our love for our father. All the things. But yeah, I wanted to get into sports, and so the only available position at Fox Sports was in the human resource department. So I lied to get the interview. I was like, I love working with people and all this stuff. And then I ended up becoming a production assistant and then worked my way on air by working when I went to Colorado. Who cares about all this? Let's go back to... No, 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 no. (laughs) This is good. This is good stuff because that goes back to the old uh, narrative, I think. Adam Schefter told us this on the show. If you're looking to get into TV or whatever, do whatever you can to get into the building. Just get into the building, and then once you get there, you can kind of prove yourself to everybody. That's all you should do. And and it sounds like acting like you'd be good in H&R is good. We got an H&R department. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's right. We got an H&R department. Oh, nice. We're doing H&R. H&R Block, is that what's No, no. <laughs> Human and resources, okay? Because it's about both of those things. That's right. That, that really is what it's about. And happy birthday to you and EA, by the way. Yeah, happy right. birthday. Right, we, we missed a couple. We apologize. We apologize. Um, That's also on Wikipedia. Well, it could be wrong, though. We don't do our research on Wikipedia. We're not like those other no, fucking no, no. assholes. No, no, no. Clients. No, not us. We're not like that at all. But you, now, today, you, uh, Fox NFL kickoff show, that yeah. is... Huge way to start a lot of Sunday for a lot of people. But then all day you're sitting. Are you sitting in like a room with just a microphone? And then they tell you like, hey, you need to do an update here. Because you pop in in the middle of all these games around the country. That's Are you, how do you guys pick and choose what you're going to update people with? And that seems like that would be a very long and maybe monotonous job sitting there. And I, I, I might be wrong in reading this thing, but that seems like something that I would not be able to do, I don't think. Oh, well, you could do it for sure. And I actually love it because it's the best way to consume and study for the next week's show. You're watching all the games. I mean, if you can't, if you don't know what's happening and you're watching all the games, then I should go get a different gig. But I just sit on the same set that we do our show on. And yeah, you have a monitor of all the games. And I work with a producer, and he decides, uh, you know, it makes sense to, we're going to update the NFC North. Like, if the, you know, Packers and the Bears are playing, we'll take a Minnesota highlight in for, to update the NFC North. So kind of go division by division, or whoever someone's playing the next week, or whoever just played last week. So there's a, there is kind of a method to it, but, you know, any of the big... Big games that are happening or overtimes or exciting endings go into all games. Hey, I don't want to jinx you, but it seems like you've been batting a perfect game, too, when you drop into the middle of those games. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you, it- oh, you, well, you, again, maybe thank you for saying that. But um, last week, I threw back to the wrong crew. And my boss walked in, and I go, yeah, I just kind of fucked that up. I just threw it back to the wrong crew. And he goes, eh, don't worry about it. No one's listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that in my life. Aaron and I were texting and as we do, like, she'll be working a game and we're like texting and I'm doing highlights and I'm texting. She's like, aren't you doing a highlight? I'm like, I can multitask. I'm a woman. We're good here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I threw it to the wrong crew. And again, I've never done that. But I was like, whoa, okay, cool. Adam, let's throw it back to Adam Amin or Kevin Burkhart. I'm not sure who's in the booth. That's awesome. yeah, either way, like you said, well, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening. But- yeah, we heard it. Yeah, yeah we yeah, heard it. But remember, aside from that, did. we thought that was fucking awesome. You know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was good content. Good content. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, what about Red Zone? You talk about managing traffic. Could you ever see yourself being one of the hosts of Red Zone? Like I sit there and watch. Like, aren't they staying there for seven hours straight and trying to to manage all of that? Is that something you would want to do? Yeah, I would love it. Yeah, it's like I mean, that's. Any, any. Look, we got, we, we all have great gigs, and so watching football on a Sunday and doing highlights, like I'm good. Whatever, whatever you want, throw it at me. 
Okay, so Rodeo, NASCAR, Fox NFL kickoff, in-game updates. What is... What is like the the end goal? Do you have an end goal, or you just want to keep kind of I'm doing just, your thing? I'm, I'm like the bull rider. I'm just holding on until I get bucked off. You know, I. Oh, okay. This has been 13 years in this bad boy. I'm. I'm. You know, it's a. We we can all sit here and you know bitch about this or that, but these are great gigs, and we know that they don't come around very often. So I feel very lucky to just you know work in any capacity. You crush. Uh, Rose, Jalen Rose told me one time, and I, I'll never forget this. He said, appreciate your position, but plan your promotion. And that idea where, you know, we all don't know where we're going to go. And so as long as we still have a job and as long as we, you know, aspire to do a decent job at it, then we're cool. So what's, what's the promotion? The- what's the promotion, though? Do you want to call games? Do you want to what, what would mm-hmm. be the what is next, do you think? Well, I don't, I, I don't like to say what's next because that feels like I'm disregarding what I'm doing now. I mean, for me, it's more about just doing other stuff outside of even sports, like the business side of things. I started an interior design company during COVID. Um, Let's go, yeah. Yeah. Guys, look, do you want to talk about cover two or do you want to talk about covers? A duvet uh, cover. Uh, and bring it all together here. From cover two to covers, Carissa joining us here on <laughs> Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Your favorite thing the NFL has added, done, or got rid of? Dude, That's- I'm over taunting. Let's get rid of that right now. It's coming up already. That rule's got to go. I think it is gone, isn't it, though? It's kind of like early they overreacted to it, but now it's kind of gone, isn't it? I was talking to Dean Blandino about this in the green room the other day where they'll they'll he he thinks that next year they'll you know similar to the, the excessive celebration celebration after you know touchdowns and stuff that they'll bring that down but it, that's just stupid to begin with like even when they proposed that or they told us that that was going to be a rule this year everyone's like looking around like what so i'm not i'm not into that but do you guys have any say over there at the big network like fox has a lot of games do you guys have any say in anything do you do you feel as if you guys have any sway in anything that happens in the nfl no. We're just happy to be there. The NFL rules all. You know that. They do, and they, they use that in negotiation with everybody. Bro. Yeah. Dude, I got I to tell you, I, I don't know if my time's up here. No. I, I was in Vegas yesterday because I, again, I like to have 17 jobs in case one goes away for extra. And the story that you told on Monday night with Peyton and the 18 black, was it red or black? Red, black. red 18. Oh, red. Right. I do the exact same thing. I'll go walk straight into the casino, twenty-three red every single time. I've never, I've never hit immediately. I mean, I've hit twenty-three red, but not like in a walk-off fashion like you did. Oh, yeah, you, it's awesome. It, it, now, granted, oh. I wouldn't have hit because I had number, I had chips on literally every other one other than eighteen, and that <laughs> would have been where I would have been. But him coming up, obviously, <laughs> you know that whole thing. We moved it. It was very. It wasn't me. I'm saying it, it's. It's that no. Monday night fucking Manning guy. You know what I mean? He's unbelievable. Go ahead, Ty. Chris, uh, I saw this somewhere, and it definitely wasn't your Wikipedia, but I believe you're from the Pacific Northwest, like Seattle. Are you? Do you have like a, an association with the Seahawks, or like when you get to Fox, do they basically say like, "Hey, there's no room for like your fandom here"? Like, do you have to be very fair and balanced when you're doing stuff on Sundays, or do you still kind of have an allegiance to some teams or or players? Um, well, that's a great question. Uh, no, Fox doesn't care at all. Fox actually sent me to Seattle one time to do a whole feature on the 12th man. Like, this is where they're great. Like, it's, you know, t- uh, Howie can root for the Raiders. Charles can root for the Raiders. Uh, Terry can Packers. be a, 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 a homer or Packers. Well, take your pick. Um, he can be a homer about, you know, Pittsburgh. So, yeah, no, they're cool like that. They don't care. Go ahead, Tom. 
Uh, Carissa, who yep. is a better time to go out and get some drinks with? Is it Pereira or is it Glazer? Oh, that's a toss-up. Glazer can throw down more than Pereira can. But offside, sometimes Pereira gets, you know, a little uh, crazy. But, yeah, I'd say I, <laughs> if I have to put my money on one, I'm going Glazer all day. What was that offsides talk there about Pereira? Well, I mean, I mean, where do we want to go? Throw a flag and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, he is Portuguese. He's a wild card. You know, that's what they whoa, say. Whoa. Uh, Chris, so we're, we've been doing a lot of talking about the game tonight. Do you have any sort of insight on who's playing, who's not playing, and who's going to win? With what? With who? The, uh, the game tonight. Game. There's so many question marks, oh. Chris. Uh, that nobody knows shit. Nobody knows what? anything. This is where we should text Erin, considering she's working the game. Um, all I know is that my, my money's on the Broncos. No one's – is Cleveland even have a team? Are you texting Erin? Like, yeah. we can't – this isn't, like, something we can do, I don't think. This is – No, do you, want, do you want me to ask her who's in, who's out? We need a full update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be we'll, fantastic. Oh, my money's, my money's on the Broncos. Oh, you're picking the Broncos tonight. How about Jarvis? Are you going to play? Let's go, let's go to Erin for more. Breaking yep. news. Jarvis Landry is in tonight. It has been made official via Ian Rappaport. The Browns have activated wide receiver Jarvis Landry to the active roster, and he'll play today. He was dealing with an MCL sprain. Look for Jarvis to get loose tonight. Iron is getting back. The juice is loose out there. The beast doing his thing. Um, How how do you think it is for Aaron? You say you'll text Aaron. She knows so much about everything she can't talk about it. How does that happen, you think? And do you have any of that where you know a bunch of shit but you're not allowed to say it? And how do you balance it? Because I, as soon as I hear it, it comes right out. I don't know how anybody can do this secret information shit. No, I know. You and I are cut from the same cloth. That's why they probably don't give us as much information as they give the, you know, the, the, the other folks that are good enough to, to vet that out. No, I, I just say it, which is probably why I get in trouble sometimes. But no, I'm if, if, unless it's, unless somebody's saying, you know, directly from the player themselves, like, hey, don't say anything, then I wouldn't violate the trust that I have there. But, you know, this is a, it's an information business. Get it out there. Yeah, bingo. Me too. I got If you ain't first, you're last, you know, Pat? Hey, Ooh. bingo. Now, it turns out at the end of that movie, he does say, no, there's a whole bunch of places. Yeah, yeah. he was high when he said that. Yeah, it was high. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It did motivate me as well, that particular saying. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, Chris, who are some of your favorite coaches in the league that you get to interact with, that you get to talk to or interview? Uh, well, this is a perfect example of me throwing Rod Marinelli under the bus. I worked that Detroit season 0-16 because it was one of my first years uh, doing sidelines. Oh. So there comes a point where you're like, and I was, I was on the, the Z crew. I just started. So every week I was in Detroit. And after a while, <laughs> it's like, dude, at what what adjustments are we going to make at halftime? Like, I, well, you can only ask the question so many times. And I think it was week 14, doesn't matter, still losing. And I was like, so coach. And he's like, that's a great perfume you're wearing. I'm like, we're good. I'm going to make up this report. It's fine. <laughs> I literally, I made up the report. I, I just made up something. I was like, oh, yeah, it says, you, by the way, half those reports, you're like, okay, we got to cut down the penalties. We got to stop, you know, we got to tackle better. We, you, you could just package that report. And no one's going to be like, hey, I didn't say that. What? <laughs> Did it? Did anybody get Rod any backlash on his either incredible halftime adjustments that didn't work that potential week, or maybe his lack of them? When what did you make up? Something alert? Did you say anything like 
Yeah, well, look for him in the second half. Maybe go for it every fourth down, kick it off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't you don't buy CK one. Get um, you know, <laughs> Tom Ford, Black Cherry. I, uh, I don't know, Chris. Those, I do, I mean, some coaches that, you know, Herm Edwards was a coach when I was, or was with the Chiefs when I was doing sidelines, and he was always a beauty to talk to. Just, you know, high-energy people, I'm into that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, we appreciate you so much for Thanks, stopping guys. by. We're Thanks, gonna, appreciate we're, you. We're going to get the mug. Yeah, we're going yeah, to get the calm down mug. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Aaron and I will send you guys some. No, no, we'll buy it. We support the biz. We appreciate that. Yeah, we, we support. Up. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Swipe up. Chris and Thompson. So, incredibly sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that learning to code might be the easiest way to change your career. That might sound crazy, but I'm being 100% serious. Coding is this word that sounds incredibly difficult, but there is a company now that is ready to teach you how to code in a beautiful, efficient manner, and that can change your career, your trajectory forever. And that's when you learn with Codecademy. Codecademy is the best way to learn code online. They not only teach you the job, ready coping skills, but also help you build unique projects for your portfolio, earn certificates, and even prep for technical interviews. You can get qualified for in-demand jobs in as little as two months. Learn at your own pace and at your own level. Choose what to learn from building websites to analyzing data and everything else you could want. Learn coding languages like Python, SQL, that's SQL, JavaScript, and more. Not sure where to begin? Codecademy me will point you in the right direction get instant feedback your code is tested as soon as you submit it so you always know if you're on the right track or not land your dream job in web development programming computer science data science and tons more it is the wave of the future and you can learn how to code with our friends at code academy join the millions and millions of people learning to code with code academy and see where coding can take you change your life change your job change your future Learn how to code with our friends at Codecademy and get 15% off your Codecademy Pro membership when you go to Codecademy.com and use promo code PAT. That's promo code P-A-T at C-O-D-E-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com to get 15% off your Codecademy Pro. The best way to learn code, Codecademy.com, promo code PAT. Let's get back to the show. Cam, thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. All right. I know there's a lot of other options out there. The fact you allow us to be a part of your day-to-day, I am eternally grateful for it. Thanks to all the boys for their effort, Carissa for her time, Ian Rappaport, AJ Hawk, and all of you. And let's hit this risk-free same game parlay tonight on FanDuel, shall we? Let's hit this thing. Let's go and do this thing. And let's celebrate tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend if you like this show. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful night where we will hit... This risk-free same game parlay and celebrate tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Cheers.